The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, DJs, it is Thursday, December 28th. Lots of college bowl games, NFL, Thursday Night Football, NBA, NHL as well. Hi, Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Six Panther. Panther, I'm coming to you live from the Best Western Hotel. So I just had my my free continental breakfast. Well, not free because I'm sure it's, it's part of what you pay for in the, uh, uh, you know, as the package for the room, right? Hey, spare no expense. I, I I like those free continental breakfasts, especially the ones that have the you get a little wa- waffle maker. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> free pick this. What's it? It's not delivery. So. Oh god. He's got to get in here in the in the chat. But Tilted Lines is here. C Stevens is here. But I I love it because you you'll post. Hey everyone, we're recording now, and then boom, just like instantly. They show up, so uh, this is this has been good. We got a full slate of stuff today, Max. We got lots of stuff. Uh, I I don't know if I muted C. Stevens, but if he might want to mute himself as well. You think he's muted now. He's muted now. Okay, all right. Yeah, I I, I know I muted him. Uh, you know, it's funny too, is I because after the show, like you know, some of the guys like to chat afterwards, so I keep the lines unmuted. But then when someone you know kind of new joins, it's like oh, I gotta mute them right away because if not. It's just another thing I have to edit out. Um, crazy, crazy. Lots of stuff today. Uh, I guess uh, we'll start off with college football. We got some college football. We got a, um, Basically, we're heading into the full slip. Busy. Um, they'll go head-to-head. They're actually a really good game that will go head-to-head with the NFL tonight. But uh, the early game, 11 a.m. Eastern, you've got the SMU Mustangs going against the Boston College Eagles. SMU with an 11 and 2 record this season. You remember it was I don't want to say it's not too long ago. I remember it, so I guess it feels like it was not that long that not that long ago, but uh they got the death penalty, right? They they got suspended for like 2 years, no football, no nothing, and they they've come back. They've been around for a while. They've had a couple good seasons, but an absolute great season this year. Going against a Boston College team that probably honestly doesn't belong in a bowl game, but they've got so many fucking bowl games. Six and six and five and seven teams get into the bowl games. 
I don't think this is going to be very close. Now, you're going to have to do the breakdown on Transfer Portal and all the bullshit that is really killing these bowl games. But I think SMU should absolutely roll here. They're laying 11. I'm going to lay the 11 and put 25 bucks on the Mustangs. Yeah, let's, so let's look at what's going on here. Um SMU's starting quarterback, Preston Stone, is injured out for the year. It's going to be Kevin Jennings starting there. Uh, they're tight end, offensive tackle. Not, not, no one's significant for SMU in the portal. Uh, it's just their quarterback that's injured. Um, Boston College, their quarterback, Emmett Moorhead, is in the transfer portal, but he lost the starting job, so he had already been like previously out. Uh, and then a couple running backs... Let's see, injury-wise, uh, it's their uh, starting cornerback apparently is the main one there. So, um, yeah, I mean, some some not complete chaos, but once again, chaos here in college bowl land <laughs> when it comes to just not knowing who's going to play and who's who's uh, who's going to be available. Now, this is uh, is this at Fenway? This game is that Fenway? Um, let's see. It's the West. Or no, is it just called the Fenway Bowl? I do believe Fenway Bowl. I wonder if it's at Fenway. Yeah. <laughs> let's see where this is at. Fenway Park. Yeah, it's going to be in Fenway Park. So there you go. A uh, little, little bit of an advantage for Boston College there. <laughs> they yeah. have a little bit of a home home field advantage there. It would make no uh, sense to call the bowl. <laughs> what was your pick in this one? Would you have in this one, Panther? I'm going to lay the 11. Okay. Um, it looks like, uh, yeah, that that's where the money's coming in as well, and the line is moving. Uh, so it looks like SMU is the play. Uh, what else you got? Uh, let's go on down to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. The North Carolina State Wolfpack going to take on the Kansas State Wildcats. Both of these teams had pretty good seasons. NC State came on like wildfire to finish the season with wins over Clemson, Miami, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina. Uh, so they, they came on really strong. Kansas State had a typical Kansas State season. They don't really run up the score on anybody, except Baylor. They ran up the score on Baylor. Um, but there's just such a disciplined team, and they have been for such a long, long time. Kansas State is a team that I kind of trust. NC State is kind of a team that I think has flashes. Now, I don't want to ignore that five-game winning streak. That I mean, they put up some really, really good numbers. But my heart's just telling me K-State's the pick here. So I'll lay the two and a half and put 25 bucks on the Wildcats. Uh, money and public are on the opposite side of you there on NC State. Um Man, transfer portal. Uh, quarterback MJ Morris who didn't play after week ten anyway. He's in the transfer portal, so it looks like Brennan Armstrong is going to start for NC State there. Um, yeah, no one significant. A lot of people that just lost their uh, jobs or were not you know listed on the depth chart, so no one significant there. Uh, then Peyton Wilson, who is the linebacker, he opted out of this game, so he'll be out for Kansas State. Uh, their starting quarterback, Will Howard, is out, so it's going to be Avery Johnson expected to start there. Um, a couple pair of running backs that are out for them, and, of course, their offensive coordinator, Colin Klein, accepted the OC job at Texas A&M. 
and a couple of opt-outs at wide receiver, uh, Phillip Brooks and tight end as well. Uh, yeah, and uh, let's see, key injuries, uh, their uh, D-tackle, Uso Suamalo. I wonder if uh, I wonder if he's uh, one of those uh, Samoan guys <laughs> like Palomalo. Uh, he's out, and then uh, Jake Clifton, who is a linebacker, he's out too. So some uh, impact to the Kansas State Wildcats uh, defense there. Uh, yeah, NC State seems like the money in public is on them, and the line is moving. It opened at plus five, now down to plus two. You can get minus one and a half for K State. So it looks like you're on the opposite side here, Panthers. So good luck there. Yeah, well, you know, these bowl games are really, really hard, but I, I like that matchup, and I wanted to at least bet that one. But I tell you what, I love this matchup. If you want a non-playoff caliber game that's going to be a playoff caliber game, then here you go. Arizona against Oklahoma in the Valero Alamo Bowl. We've been talking about X Chris, you know, pointing me in the right direction with this kid, Nick Fafetta, the quarterback for the Arizona Wildcats. Um, listen, I'll say it now before anybody gets a chance, chance to say it next year. Heisman watch. Heisman watch for Fafetta already. This kid did not start the season as the starting quarterback and yet has thrown for 2,500 yards, 23 touchdowns, only five interceptions. And, oh, by the way, all they do is win. Win, win, win. And it seems like the offensive jolt that, that he brought to the team Impact of the defense. The defense has been playing really, really well. Now you're going against an Oklahoma Sooners team that you know brought in a defensive guy to be their head coach, and their defense just has not. I mean, even last year it wasn't that great. This year teams are still putting up points. I mean, you're looking at TCU put up 45, BYU put up 24, Oklahoma State put up 27, Kansas put up 38. Like this is a team that's prone to giving up points on the defensive side, and I think that's going to be their downfall. This is going to be a shootout. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored, but I like the Wildcats minus the 2.5 for 25 bucks. Yeah, it seems like the sharp money, very slight as the sharp money, is coming in on Oklahoma, uh, but the line is getting worse for Arizona. I think Arizona has the most consistency or stability coming into this one. No one really in the transfer portal of significance uh, only one opt-out, and it's a left tackle. Uh, so they're going to have a sophomore uh, start at left tackle instead. Uh, they have a uh, NFL prospect wide receiver, Jacob Cowing, on Arizona. He will play. He's going to play in the bowl. He's decided that he's he, he wants to win a bowl game, so good on him. Uh, the Sooners, though, their offensive coordinator, Jeff Lebby, he took the head coaching job at Mississippi State, so he's gone. Their starting quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, he's out. So it's going to be Jackson Arnold starting there for the Sooners. Uh, they lost uh, their second leading rusher to the the portal as well, and then a bunch bunch of bunch of other players. Um, you know, not significant, but still some depth players there. And they have a couple opt outs. Their right tackle Tyler Guten is opting out, and their starting center. So offensive line not looking good for the Oklahoma Sooners there. I like Arizona in this one as well. Um, saw a comment from Homer talking about that previous game. He says, NC State's going to get smacked. So that's, that was his comment for the last game. On this one, yeah, it's, it's hard not to like Arizona here. So uh, definitely uh, lean the Wildcats with you. All right, game up. We're going to go on to tomorrow's slate. We got to cover all the college football because tomorrow we talk almost exclusively 
NFL. Um, tomorrow, we're going to start off with the Oregon State Beavers and my Notre Dame Fighting Irish at the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. These uh, sponsorships are just kind of getting out of the this world. I, I can't deal with it. But the big story, at least from the Notre Dame side of things, is Sam Hartman will not play. Uh, the starting quarterback for the entire season. Um, going to protect himself as he enters the NFL draft. And Notre Dame won four of their last five. I think the story of this season is what could have been. They really dropped some heartbreakers, a couple games that they should have won, and then maybe the Louisville game, they, they just never were in that one, got smacked in the teeth. But Oregon State, on the surface, it looks like they had a pretty good season, eight and four. But really the story of their season is a little bit of the same as Notre Dame, dropping some games that they really had a shot to win. They lost by three points to the aforementioned Arizona Wildcats. They lost by two points to the Washington Huskies, who were in the um, college football playoff. They did get bitch slapped by their rival, the Oregon Ducks. Um, but otherwise, a, a very successful season. Without Hartman, you know, they're going to start uh, Angelini for a quarterback for Notre Dame, and he's still not even guaranteed to be the quarterback next year as they've brought in the Duke transfer, and we get a... a, a Incoming freshman that's coming in, uh, Lloyd Carr's grandson, uh, will, will come to Notre Dame. So the questions at quarterback. Angelini will have a chance to show what he can do. I think Notre Dame wins, but it's just so hard to trust this team. Um, they're going to be losing Joe Alt, who's also probably going to sit out because of the NFL draft. He's projected to be a top 10 draft pick. I think Notre Dame still wins, but I've got Oregon State plus the 6.5 for 25 bucks. Yeah, you could have got ten and a half. I think this opened up at originally for Oregon State. It's weird. Um, Oregon State made a lot of coaching changes, right? So their um, their head coach Jonathan Smith left for Michigan State, so he's not there anymore. And they did hire a new coach, Trent Bray, but he's not gonna he's not gonna be with the team for the bowl. So it's gonna be passing game coordinator. Defense Heinsohn is going to be the interim coach for this one. And then cornerbacks coach Anthony Perkins is going to serve as interim defensive coordinator. So there you go. Um, you have, uh, you know, and say what you will, I'd say that NFL coach out of all of the, the major sports, the NFL coach is, or the, I'm sorry, the football coach is the most important of any of the sports. Uh, now Tom Brady will say on, on the day of the game, it doesn't matter, but it's all the preparation, all the weeks leading up to and all that. So we'll see how Oregon state is prepared for this one. They're also going to be without a starting quarterback though. Uh, DJ Ugalele, right? That's the uh, quarterback there. He's, he's, he's in the transfer portal as, as well as backup quarterback Aiden Childs. So it's going to be uh, Ben Gulbrunson is listed as the the quarterback. Um, he started the final eight games of twenty twenty two, so some you know a lot of people missing from this Oregon State team. I think you're right. I think Notre Dame wins this one, um, but I'd probably uh, lean Oregon State with the points. All right, next game up tomorrow night. I mean, grab some beer, order some pizza. This is this should be. Would be probably a very good football game. The Missouri Tigers going against the Ohio State Buckeyes at the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. But, huge but, Ohio State is losing a ton 
of players. Their starting quarterback, Kyle McCord, uh, entered the transfer portal. He won't play. He's gone. A ton of play. Marvin Harrison Jr. will not play. He's going into the NFL draft. Could very well be the number one overall pick. Um, as long as the Carolina Panthers keep losing and the Bears <laughs> can get him. But uh, they're going to defensive players, wide receivers, offensive line, the Buckeyes, all they do is reload. But what that does is kill them in these bowl games. These guys probably would have played if this was a playoff game. But that third loss in a row to their arch rival, the nemesis up north that shall not be named, uh, really did in their season. It's, it's kind of sad and caught, well, we'll fix it next year. Uh, but that one loss did kick them out of the playoffs. Missouri, on the other hand, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Ten and two, arguably gave Georgia their you know toughest game of the season, not named Alabama in the SEC title game. Lost to Georgia by nine points, um, and lost to I'm trying to remember. I think it was LSU, a game that they should have won. Uh, lost to LSU. So this Missouri Tigers team came out of nowhere. Um, I like Missouri for the outright win. I'm going to take the three points, but I think Missouri, I think Missouri handles the Buckeyes as they get ready for the 2024 season. I think I get three and a half, and I totally agree. And the Sharps agree too. The Sharps are hammering uh, uh, Missouri in this one as well. So uh, you know, you covered the the major uh, changes for Ohio State. You want me to cover all the major changes for Missouri Panther? Yeah, do it. Okay, I just did. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. M- Missouri's coming into this one pretty much complete. I I like Missouri for a straight up win here. I I, I do think that they could uh, beat the the Buckeyes. All right, next game up the Georgia. Well, this is so we're going to Saturday here. This is Saturday slate. The Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida State Seminoles. So much about both of these teams. First off, we'll start with Georgia. We got, I mean, what, what, what was it, 39, 38, 39 straight games without a loss before they lost in the SEC title game. The committee decided that was enough to keep them out of the playoffs. That one loss, I think Georgia maybe has a chip on their shoulder, but nobody in college football has a bigger chip on their shoulder than the Florida State Seminoles, who went undefeated. I get it. Schedule, competition, quarterback out for the season. I get all the arguments, but they still won. They won every single game. Now they're suing the ACC to get out of their conference. This thing has become such a shit show. Um, they're mad at their conference because they couldn't get in the playoffs. They're mad at the NCAA. They're, I mean, they're. this is a team that's pissed, and I think they come out with a chip on their shoulder in this game. They've got something to prove. Even more so... Because Vegas has labeled them 19-point underdogs. Now, I get their offense has struggled. It has struggled a lot. But their defense has been really, really good. Georgia's going to be missing some players because of NFL draft. Uh, I believe a couple also entered the transfer portal uh, looking for some playing time. But 19 points? That's a lot of disrespect. I want Florida State and those 19 points, Max, for 25 bucks. Uh, Money and public both love Georgia in this one. Just oh my god, it's 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 not even close. Uh, everyone jumping on Georgia minus the nineteen. This opened as minus fourteen, so that line is moving. Uh, Georgia, you know they do have players in the transfer portal, but no one significant from what I can see. Um, 
the opt-outs, uh, they've, uh, their tight end, Brock Bowers, and offensive tackle, Amarius Mims. Those are the opt-outs. A couple other opt-outs, potentially. However, they all traveled with the team. Of course, quarterback Carson Beck will start in this one. He plans to come back next year and try to run it back again for Georgia and see if they can get back into these playoffs. As for the Seminoles, they are going to be without uh, uh, Jordan Travis, who got injured, and it was uh, Brock Glenn, their third-string quarterback, who uh, started the ACC championship because backup Tate Rodmaker. Yeah, Rodmaker? Roadmaker? Uh, it's a shitty last name no matter how you pronounce it. Uh, he's in the transfer portal, so um, it's going to be uh, Brock Glenn who's going to start for them. Uh, yeah, it's hard hard to argue. I mean, it just seems like too many points here. Is Georgia capable of doing it? Probably. Do I think they do? Probably not. So, yeah, I'd probably lean uh, Florida State here. All right, last game up that I'm going to bet on. Saturday afternoon, Toledo against Wyoming, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Uh, I'm going to guess Daquan Finn, the quarterback for Toledo, is not playing because there's no other reason for Wyoming to be the favorite here. Toledo had another fine season, a um, couple tough luck losses, one to Miami of Ohio in the MAC championship game. But this is a team that can put up points. This is a team that's actually playing much better defense than they did last year. Their defense has probably been the better side of the ball than their offense. Their offense is a little bit sporadic, but they can throw the ball. They can run the ball. Um, Wyoming, on the other hand, I don't want to say weaker conference, but uh, not not quite as much to go on with them. They do have the four loss. And I just, I don't know, maybe it's just because where I live, I've been paying more attention to Mac football. I this game out. Um, Wyoming has kind of struggled away from the friendly confines. They lost to UNLV by 20 points. They lost to uh, Boise State by almost four touchdowns. Like they they win at home and they seem to struggle a little bit on the road. So um, it is a road game for both teams, obviously. But I think I like Toledo here to come out with a win. Uh, I might sprinkle a little bit on the straight up money line, but give me the three and a half points and the Toledo Rockets. Uh, money in public all over Wyoming in this one, and that line has gotten worse. It opened up Wyoming plus one and a half down to Wyoming minus three and a half. Uh, looking at Toledo, uh, their starting core quarterback, Daquan Finn, is in the transfer portal, so Tucker Gleason's going to start there, and their starting left guard, Vinny Skiri, is also in the transfer portal. Um, and then their quarter, uh, cornerback, Quinion Mitchell, appears to be opting out or might be opting out. And um, for Wyoming, uh, their head coach, Craig Bull, will retire after this bowl game. So this will be it for him. And uh, their offensive coordinator, Tim Polisic, is, uh, took the head coaching job over at North Dakota State. For the transfer portal, uh, their, store, their starting cornerback, uh, Colby Taylor, has committed to Vanderbilt, so he's out. And then they've got a couple injuries, nothing significant here. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it seems like the momentum is on the opposite side of where you're betting Panther, but maybe that works out to your advantage because maybe the play is Toledo with the points. Uh, do you think they could outright win, or, or you, you know, you think the three and a half is definitely the way to go? Uh, I think they can outright win, but you, you mentioned something that I wasn't aware of, man. I, I don't... Where do you put a coach's retirement, swan song, all that, you know, emotional shit in in something like this? Like they want to, they want coach to write off on the sunset. That 
uh, that, that, there's something to play for for Wyoming, right? That that kind of changes the narrative of the game. It's not just a game. They're going to want to really win this one for the uh, Wyoming coach. Yep, probably. Okay, we've run a little long talking college football, but it's fine because we've gone through Saturday on these games. Monday will be the uh, big ones that we need to uh, handle. Uh, as I mentioned, I am in a hotel having some Wi-Fi issues, so that's going to be fun to edit out. But hopefully those guys listening live can hear Panther just fine. Uh, I cannot. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and hopefully the, my Wi-Fi settles and I can hear him better. <laughs> Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back. Possibly not, never even left you. All right, Panther. Uh, NFL. We do have one NFL game today. Uh, not of significant importance to the Jets. Could be significant importance to the Browns, who could clinch a playoff spot with a win today. Uh, Joe Flacco revenge game, uh, playing his former team, the New York Jets, a team that did not bring him back after their starting quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers, went down, did not give him a call, and now Joe Flacco is thriving for the Browns, finds him a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, Browns at home. Which side you on? I mean, this is one of those plays where you check the narratives, the Joe Flacco story, the Jets have been – I'm still trying to figure out how the hell they've won six games a season because I feel like they should be like 2-12, 2-13. It's, it's been an absolute shit show. One of the worst scoring teams in the NFL. I believe there's only two other teams that have scored less points than the Jets. Then you look at the Browns with their incredible defense, arguably the best defense in the NFL. Joe Flacco has been an absolute spark for that offense – they're seven and one at home. I mean, I, you just pick a box. Every box, it's Cleveland check, Cleveland check, Cleveland check, and then yet I still give pause because every time you want to bury the Jets, they fucking show up and beat somebody. They beat Washington last week, whatever. Uh, but two weeks ago, they beat Houston. 
um, which was, I mean, a beating, like beat them by 24 points. So you always kind of, the NFL is just weird, but I just see no reason whatsoever why I should be fading the Browns here. What I will say, at seven and a half, I hate it. So I will eat a little bit of chalk and buy that down to seven, just in case of a push, Max. Yeah, I think it's too many points. Kind of, sort of. I'm going to bet the Jets in this one, and I don't feel great about it. I do think the Jets secondary is playing stellar football right now, and that could uh, spell some trouble for Flacco and the Browns. Flacco in the Cinderella story right now could come crashing down uh, this week against a Jets defense that still has been playing pretty good. Uh, did yeah, Of course, they did uh, kind of give up that game last week and they had to bail themselves out of that one. They were dominating Washington and actually, you know, got let, let, let the red commanders back into the fucking game. So we'll see if, if their defense can just clamp down here. I like the Browns to win. Absolutely. But the seven and a half seems like a tad bit too many points. So $10 bet on the jets. Ugh, I feel terrible saying that. that sounds awful. All right, over the NBA, we do have a good amount of games today. I'm on two of them, and I, 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 we might have some overlap, maybe. So, what you got in the NBA? Well, yeah, let's rip it. Talk your Celtics. I mean, if you've ever been a gift, <laughs> it's having the Detroit Pistons come to town. Losers of 27 straight. This will be 28, so the only question is, will Boston cover the 16.5 points? And I don't see why they shouldn't. The only way they don't cover 16.5 is because they take the foot off the gas, They, you know, the, the, the second unit comes in and doesn't play hard. But I, I don't see that, right? You've got a chance to play some significant minutes in the late third or probably fourth quarter. You're still going to play hard and show the coach what you're made of. The Celtics are 14-0 at home, undefeated. The Pistons are 1-14. I mean, this should be an absolute 30-point bloodbath. Give me the Celtics minus the points for 10 bucks. It's time to money line the, the Detroit Pistons, isn't it? Like, just seriously, yeah. they haven't won. They haven't won in ages. Celtics undefeated at home. This is the one where Detroit wins, right? This is the one. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm betting the Celtics. I'm eating all this chalk. I think Boston gets it done today. Ten dollar bet on the Celtics. Well, there's one for the parlay. All right, next game up, the Indiana Pacers are going to Chicago to take on the Bulls, and typically, we don't trust the Bulls. We, we really don't. Uh, Zach Levine has been out forever. Vucevic is out for a week, week to 10 days. That might be a blessing in decide. I tell you what, if the Bulls are learning anything in Vuce's absence is see what the market is for him and just give Andre Drummond the damn ball. Andre Drummond was an absolute monster. His first game with significant minutes. He had 39 minutes a couple days ago. Vooch is out again. There's really nobody else to play the center position. Drummond will get all the minutes he can handle uh, in this one. And going against like a Miles Turner for the Pacers, who's just not really a banger. He's a shot blocker, but he's not much of a, a rebounder. I think Drummond can do some serious damage here. Um, I like the way DeRozan's been playing. Uh, the other guy, Kobe White, has been the fill-in for Zach Levine, and he's been playing out of his mind. I like the Bulls at home plus the one and a half. I think they actually win this game outright, but I'll take the 1.5 for 10 bucks. 
Yeah, moral support, uh, leaning the bulls with you. It's kind of like that addition by subtraction uh, that we talked about previously and for other teams, and I think that's that's what the bulls are seeing. It's just a little bit confusing with the talent that they had on the court, so maybe it's it's trying to see where, where these players are going to be moved to. Levine might get moved. I know DeRozan's name has come up, but maybe it's moving Levine, keeping DeRozan, and see how that plays out. So, yeah, I think the bulls could win this one. I'll lean Chicago with you. I'm going to talk about this game because I wrote it down, but I'm pull, I'm I'm getting off of it. Um, something's going on, and maybe you can find some insight on it. Dallas is at Minnesota, and I did not see anything about Luca missing this game. It's Kyrie. Kyrie. It's, it's we Kyrie. already knew about Kyrie, but Luke, yeah. I'm the line's moving. It's I mean, I'm seeing Minnesota minus ten and a half now. Um, this early in the morning, double digit. I, I mean, I get it. Minnesota's good. No disrespect to Minnesota, but. Ten and a half. If Luca's playing, I'm all over it. But I'm, I'm, my guess is here: Luca's not playing this game. I'm off this game. If Luca plays, I'll jump on it later. But something's spooking me off this game, and I think it's Luca probably not playing this game. Ten and a half seems like a lot of points uh, for Luca to be playing. So lean Dallas. I'm crossing it off my list here, Max. Is that an overreact? I mean, ten and a half with Luca seems disrespectful, doesn't it? Yeah, I totally agree. Something something's up in this one. I did see that Kyrie was out, but it doesn't justify a, a, a nine and a half, ten, ten and a half line or something like that. It's just it seems like your intuition's probably right. If we look back later, there, there might be a no Luca as well. Um, someone knows something we don't, so I think it's it's best to you know stay off this one for sure. All right, last game up for me: the Miami Heat are going to Golden State take on the Warriors. The Warriors. I've actually been red hot sans Draymond Green. And um, the Miami Heat had just, I don't even know what to say about the Heat. They've been very up and down, very mediocre. Now, Golden State at home has is, you know, really, really good. Miami has reeled off three in a row. But, okay, they beat Orlando. We know what we say about Orlando. Great defense, kind of questions about their offense. They beat Atlanta. They're a turnover machine. They beat Philadelphia without Joel Embiid, so I'm not getting too much there. But otherwise, I'm, I'm just not in love with this Miami Heat team right now. They, they seem to be very streaky. Maybe they're entering one of those streaks again where they're going to be really hot. Um, but I think I like Golden State at home minus the three and a half for 10 bucks. I'll lean Miami in this one, getting the points. Uh, I do think the Golden State Warriors win this one, but it was just a little too close for comfort for me. So a lean on the heat uh, in the chat. Uh, Homer saying Hornets plus 12 and 12 and a half. Fuck the Lakers. And whenever someone says fuck the Lakers, I tend to agree. I do tend to agree, but I'm not betting that game. Matter of fact, I'm not betting anything else. Max, what do you want? You wanted none of the John Morant smoke. I take it. I'm, <laughs> I'm betting the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> I, I'll learn one of these days, Sex Panther, that John Morant is back and he's going to win MVP and he's the best player in the league. Uh, you know, as long as he doesn't, you know, go around, uh, you know, flashing guns, he should be fine on the court. I got, I got Denver winning this one by seven and a half, uh, by more than that. So I'm gonna bet ten dollars on the Nuggets, but I'm probably on the wrong side. I, you know what? Okay, so a Aaron Gordon's out. Um, something not basketball related. He got, he got attacked Actually. by a dog. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, his, his face is all <laughs> fucked up. He got attacked by a dog. He's not He's not even in the arena. I think he's, he's going to be missing a couple more games. Um, but you're right. <laughs> I, I'm having, having John Morant. I'm like, how the fuck do you bet against John Morant right now? 
like the guys make the the NBA is is just turning over in the league offices right now because he is screaming MVP in four fucking games. If they go into Denver and beat the Nuggets, like I'm not saying cover, I'm saying beat the Nuggets. Man, watch out for Memphis. I like Denver for the win, but the seven and a half, the way Jaws playing, I couldn't get there. I'm leaning the grizzle here. All right, let's head over to the ice, see if we can fill out this parlay. I mean, we do have the Bulls waiting there if we need to throw them into the parlay, uh, but maybe we'll get some agreement in hockey. All right, well, maybe we'll get some agreement on this one. I'm going to start off with uh, Philadelphia at Vancouver. You know how I feel about my Canucks. It rhymes so well with some of our other favorite words like pucks. Uh, but at home against the Flyers, I get it. Flyers have been playing some pretty good hockey. Surprisingly good hockey. I, I mean, the Canucks are becoming one of my favorite teams. Minus 165, I'm there. Give me the Canucks for 10 bucks. Minus 160 now, which is what is bothering me, is that this line is changing. So, I, you know, I haven't checked to see if there's going to be a goalie change or something like that. But uh, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe it still is the Canucks. Um, someone is typing in the chat. Homer's typing in the chat to probably explain why this fucking line is moving. No, he's not. He's just saying Carolina puck line. Getting ahead of yourself. We're talking about the Canucks here. Uh, yeah, I'll leave Vancouver with you. Our game up Look at the LA Kings going to Vegas. This is probably the game of the day. The LA Kings, much talked about by me anyway, is how good they are on the road. 13-1-1 one one away from the unfriendly confines of their own arena. Going to Vegas, who is... Equally as impressive at home, 12-3-2. Problem is, I just, I don't trust this Vegas team. I feel like they got off to a really good early season start by playing a relatively cupcake schedule. Things have kind of evened out, and they've kind of been about a 500 team over the last month or so. I still like the way this Kings team is playing. I'll take the ever-so-slight plus line on the Kings for 10 bucks. I tell you, when I wrote this down, I had a plus 104 Sex Panther. On. We are not getting a plus line anymore. Minus 106 best we're getting on the Los Angeles Kings. Vegas agrees. Well, the Vegas Sportsbooks agrees, not the Vegas hockey team. They're <laughs> not agreeing very much in this one. I love the Kings. $10 bet on Los Angeles. So definitely throwing that into the DJ parlay. That's a good one. I've got it written down. All right. Last for I am repeat not a fan the Flyers. But I can't pass this up. The Edmonton Oilers are going to San Jose to take on the Sharks. And the Sharks are back to their god-awful ways. Their offense is abysmal and their defense is giving up goals like in multiples. It feels like it's two-minute. It's so bad. But I'm going to get plus 320 or something along. I mean, what, Edmonton minus 400? Are you kidding me? I'm going to lose the bet. But that's fine. Give me 10 bucks on the Sharks. I'm gonna lean the Oilers in this one. <laughs> you're not. There's no way your your algorithm says minus four hundred is bettable. It's, it's close. It's pretty oh fucking close. Let me pull up this implied probability. Actually, let me check what implied probability it is and what I have on it. Uh, let's see. The needed implied probability would be seventy-seven percent. I have it at seventy-six percent. <laughs> right there it's close i could bet the oilers i'm not going to because i'm not a maniac but i could 
Yeah, the Sharks back on November 9th, the Sharks actually beat the Oilers once already at home. So um I I've got a chance. I've got a chance. Saying That's there's a chance. Are you, are you on any of the other other two games? I'm not. So let's throw the Chicago Bulls in this parlay because that was the other moral support one that we had. So the parlay is going to be the uh, Chicago Bulls. Where's the Chicago Bulls? I did not get the Chicago Bulls in there. Plus one and a half. There we go. Chicago Bulls plus one and a half. Austin Celtics minus 17 and the Los Angeles Kings minus 106 over there in hockey. That parlay pays 619 on this Thursday. I'll be back home recording uh, from home tomorrow. Panther, you still got one more day off, I believe, so you're recording from home tomorrow as well. So hopefully no uh, rosy issues, no uh, Wi-Fi issues and of the such. But I'm going to have fun editing this one. So, Panther, take us home. All right, well, let's go home by giving some shout-outs. C. Stevens was with, was with us earlier. Codfish joined us. Homer Simpson was here. Ramon Hire is here. Tilted Lines is here. It was practically a full house. Thanks for joining us live, guys. Much appreciated. You can hang out with us right here in the Asylum. Join our Discord channel and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. Full slate of games. Happy Thursday. Go out there, guys, and make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.